Hello everyone. I'm sorry we didn't have a uh, message on Sunday. Reason being that we had uh, a terrible thunderstorm Saturday night and it took out all the electricity, took out the internet, took out all the mobile phone masts in the area. So we were uh, we were stuck without any way of sending anything out. So here we are, Tuesday, and this is the 13th part of our little study in the uh, letter of Paul to the Romans. A couple of sessions ago, we thought of the first verse of this beautiful chapter 8 of Romans. It told us that there is therefore now no condemnation, no judgment to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's speaking of those who are inseparably and eternally in that position where God looks upon us, those of us who have made Jesus our Lord and Saviour, as being in Christ. A position and place where judgment is no longer the dreaded prospect of the future. A place where we stand completely justified in the sight of God. That's amazing. As another scripture says, as he is, that is, as Christ is, so are we in this world. In other words, judgment is past. So judgment in relation to the sin question and our personal responsibility for sins is a matter that has been dealt with once and forever in what Jesus endured on Calvary. Now, at the conclusion of the chapter, Scripture makes the most wonderful truth this most wonderful truth, so clear that no one can be in doubt. In verses 31 to 35, Paul asks four questions. First of all, he says, if God be for us, number one, who can be against us? Number, number two, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Three, who is he that condemneth. For who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In these verses, we're in a kind of a court scene with ourselves in the dock as the accused, so to say. Firstly, the offended party is God. And yet, he is not against us, he is for us. In fact, the verse goes on to say that He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And when it says delivered up, it means he was delivered up to Calvary for us, to be crucified and slain, in order that what offended God in us might receive its just penalty, as his own son bore its penalty in our place. So the offended is for and not against us. Secondly, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Well, the only one who can bring the charge against us is God. But the verse goes on to say that it's God that justifies us. The one that has the right to make the charge against us is the same one who has declared that the debt is paid. The penalty has been fully executed 
and we stand just and righteous in his sight. So the one who brings the charge is the one who accounts us righteous in his sight. Thirdly, who is he that condemneth? Well, the only one, the judge, is Christ. So who is the judge and what is the verdict? We know that Christ is the judge because all judgment has been committed into the hands of the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But our verse goes on to say that this one who is appointed judge is the very Christ who has died on the cross for us. Furthermore, he has also risen again, who is even now at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. And fourthly, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So who are the would-be executioners, so to say, of the would-have-been-guilty persons? Trouble or hardship, persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or sword? Absolutely not. In all these things, the scripture goes on to say, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So to conclude the chapter and to conclude this thought that we have today, scripture says this, neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So can I ask the question, where are you in the matter of accountability before a holy God? Are you resting in what our Saviour did upon the cross at Calvary? Or are you just hoping that everything will be okay in the end. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. I just want to close with a couple of verses of a hymn that goes like this. What though the accuser roar of ills that I have done, I know them well, and thousands more, my God, he findeth none. Bless, bless the conqueror slain, slain by divine decree, who lived, who died, who lives again for thee, my soul, for thee. Is he your saviour today? I trust that if he isn't, you'll cry to him in repentance and faith today, making Jesus your Lord and Saviour, and know the blessing that there is therefore now no condemnation that awaits your soul. God bless his word to you today.